You are listening to The Revenue Machine, the podcast dedicated to revenue management in car rental. We have created it to enhance your January zone. I'm Emmanuel Scuto, the founder and CEO of WeYield and a revenue machinist. My ambition is to give knowledge and share experience to get inspiration. To do what? To reach a new level of performance, but also to have a better clarity and more freedom in the way you do your job every day. Salut Nicolas. Salut. We are right now in Berlin during uh, ITB. I have the pleasure to welcome Nicolas Lenouet, the Director of Global and Key Accounts Car Division for Expedia Group. Did I say right. it right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, so today we are during the ITB. It's good because it has been, uh, I mean, it was three years that ITB has been closed, something like this, during COVID. The last edition was in... Um 2019. Wow, that's, yes. that's amazing. I mean, so long that we did not enjoy meet the world. Yeah, well, enjoy the beautiful weather of Berlin with <laughs> snow. That's right, it's <laughs> snowing right now. Um, so uh, today, it's, my, it's a great pleasure to have uh, Nicola with us. Uh, for sure, along this discussion, we will know you uh, better. Um, and um, the, the idea was for sure to have, I mean, you have such a long experience in the car rental activity, about what, 20 years, 25 years? I, I thought about it and yeah, we are, we are over 20 years now. Right, you know, so. But I, yeah, that makes us old, right? And it is good because you have the both, the side of the two, of the two, you have the vision of the two sides because you have been on the car rental side and now you're on the OTA side with Expedia. Oh, yeah. You've been through different, uh, Uh, not only Expedia, but you work. Yes. Well, it's it's funny because uh, I was working with uh, with Europe Car, and uh, and then yeah, I moved to what the current company would say the dark side. It's not that dark. <laughs> it's actually pretty bright. <laughs> and so we will discuss with you. The concept is to have the the, the vision about the, the current or through the eyes of the world leading online travel agency. And uh, I would like also to know how the, the, imp the, the COVID impacted the, the, maybe the behavior of the customer. Maybe you have seen some changes over time, uh, over the last three years. Um, how, the, um, how do you see the, the techno um, triggering this, this behavior? Or if you have noticed it because you have been uh, working for a long time now, um, I would like also to discuss about your vision uh, for the development of the car rental in the upcoming years regarding mobility as a service, um, car sharing, is it a fear, is it a, an asset for you, a new way of development, uh, contactless activity, um, voilà, all these things that eventually you, you, well, you feel. And um, so we are here for an hour and 30 minutes and eventually, maybe more. Ah, we yes. will see. I know you have a tight <laughs> schedule, so um, we'll do uh, we'll do our best. As a start, can you introduce yourself? Can you present who you are? Or? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, as you said already, my name is Nicolas Lenouet. You said it right for foreigners. You know that's that's a difficult name to uh, to pronounce. 
Uh, I'm French, as uh, both our accents would say. Um, I'm on the personal side, married for now over 20 years. Three kids, well, not kids anymore, they are grown-ups, really. Um, and uh, yeah, this is for a personal side. Okay. Then on the professional side, uh, I made all my career in Corental. As, as you said, yeah, quite. I started quite a long time ago. I actually joined uh, Europe Car uh, in November 97. Wow, so, so we're talking 25 years, yes. Yes, I stopped counting after after 10 years. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I worked there. I I was hired just as a um, as a reservation agent. So just you know, starting from scratch and uh, making my my way up. Just you know, slowly. Not not really so much with ambition. I'm not I'm not really ambitious, uh, but always greedy to know and to learn more so and this is what i guess you know is driving the evolution as well in a in a career so then i went to uh, to the side of uh, of account management i was um, yeah in charge of small accounts uh, and i at some point i've been given it was in 2006 i've been given the opportunity to lead a team of salespeople in the uk so working for Europe International, but I moved to the UK for two years and a half, uh, leading a team of uh, four to uh, to take to take care of all the broker uh, broker business in uh, in the UK and Ireland. And it was in two thousand six, you said. From two thousand six to two thousand mid two thousand seven, uh, eight. So that was yes. really the beginning of the brokers, I would say, no. No, as a, no, no. as a big th- as a big thing, because they really have been like expanding it like after the September 11 and uh, they have been growing like crazy after this. They've been growing like crazy but uh, but it all really started before that with uh, you know I think that you know the first big ones were really uh, holiday autos mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's from earlier than that I mean that's really early 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 2000. Uh, with Auto Europe as well, Auto Europe, is, yeah, right. which was more in the US at this point, and right. then they came, they came in uh, in Europe, yes. And so after this uh, sales part from UK, uh, in the... after after this sales part uh, in the UK, uh, I came back to uh, to France um, as global account manager for for some uh, for some time, and had the opportunity again to grow and to take the lead on. Uh, on the, uh, as director of, uh, of leisure sales for, uh, for Europecom. And this is basically where, where you know, my position where, when I left in November 11, if I remember well. And uh, I left to join the dark side, as, as the current company would say. So I went to uh, Orbitz Group working for ebookers as a director of, of global uh, global accounts. Um, the transition was very funny, actually, because you noticed it was in November, so just just before ITB. So I left Europe Car, and then I had three, four days later to go and meet actually all my uh, ex-competitors. And I, I have to say that the, the welcome was 
a bit mitigated. <laughs> so, you I know, can imagine. When, when I was just introduced to myself, are you a green guy? Career, are you a brochure yeah, guy? Yeah, that, that was that was really a fear from uh, from uh, from some of them. Uh, and but they quickly realized that you know it there was nothing to fear about. Uh, my my new company was uh, Orbitz eBookers, and I was working for them. I was paid by them, so I was working for them. And I, I have to say that you know, I mean, thinking about it, I was probably even tougher with Yobcom than with any others, just because you know the inside and outside of other companies, so you ah, know yeah. what they can do, what they can't, etc. Do you think is that at, at that time it was a because you know the insight of a current old company, it was a, a big help for you in order to negotiate conditions uh, on the broker side? I, I think um, it, it is a big help because at least um, I know what I'm talking about. You know, the, just not knowing only the side of, of, a, of a broker or travel agency network. So just, you know, as a, as a buyer. Uh, where you you don't know all the constraints, all the operational issues, you know, from company, etc. And even if I was in sales, I I heard about all the operational issues, so I, I knew I knew much more than than that. So yeah, it was it was easier in terms of cooperation and and understanding what were the needs. And and I think that you know this is the way I work. Uh, obviously. You know, we all want to get the best deal, you know, from the current company and us, you know, so and we will always, you know, come to an agreement. Uh, but it's important to understand each other. And sometimes, you know, discussions are so difficult that, you know, yeah, you can't find an, uh, an agreement where, you know, I'm, I'm more in the empathy because I understand the problems. So it's, it's actually, I think it was, it was easier. Okay, so you see, therefore, maybe yourself more as a facilitator in order to find a new way that will satisfy both parties. Yes, yeah. I mean, While the, if you would just is... have just a broker hat, and when you will fight just for for this broker without thinking about also the operational constraints and yes. the uh, issues that the operators are facing. Yes, and and just you know, I mean, I think that the point as well is some of the brokers were like that. Where they were just going going to the companies to buy the cheapest possible uh, and price is not everything that's you know and and I think that you know we've seen that you know through the years uh, the lower the price the worse is the customer experience and it is something customer experience has always been extremely important for me and for all the companies where I've been working for or this it was for Expedia, it is just, you know, the main thing. We, we want the customers, the travelers, as we call them, uh, to have the best experience. And the worst, the, the worst that can happen is a low price because a low price is never bringing a good customer experience. Why that? Just why? Because when, when the current company is renting a car, they need to make a minimum money so that you know, to to make money to cover their costs, to cover the their costs, costs the yeah, yeah, all, all mm -hmm. the all the yeah, all the cost. And so, what happens is a, a traveler is coming to the um, to the counter, and even if and can you imagine that you know, sometime in Portugal you have rates 
uh, of you, you can rent a car for seven yeah for for seven or ten euros a week. No, do you think that the customer will actually know? only pay seven, seven euros a week. And they will leave the counter with the key for such a low price. Yes, no, no. I mean, they are going to try, you know, to sell him some extra insurance, some extra things, etc. you know, because because they need it. And I we understand that they need it. But then, you know, I mean, it should be included from the start. You know, you don't have to just force sell to the customer that then he's going to have an extremely bad experience. And so this is the experience at the counter that is terrible in uh, uh, in that case that's funny because uh, i was discussing with a few operators uh, during itb and they said that's strange because even though some companies continue to drop the price as you say very low price and they are spending an hour at the counter just to sell their ancillaries and all their options to make their money and the client is complaining because it takes too much time to get the key still mm -hmm. they have a good rating well, that's not what uh, what uh, you see on Expedia. I think that you know, ah. I mean, on uh, on Expedia we display very clearly, you know, the customer score. You know, each time a, a customer is due to pick up a car, so based on the booking, we actually send them a survey two hours after pickup to get you know a really hot from the press um, impression of you know the uh, how was the experience at the counter, and I, we have. I mean, there might be some exceptions, but there is a very, very strong correlation between low price and bad customer experience. I'm so happy to hear that because, you know, as a revenue manager and try to uh, to evangelize this business and try to make the entire um, um, uh, revenue management works for car rental since uh, decades now, I have the feeling that some operators they don't do it simply and they are not incentivized. I mean, incentivized, push, let's say, not by money for sure, but many push to change these habits. Uh, we are in, uh, we, we are monitoring Spain and Croatia and Greece and Cyprus and Crete and Morocco. There is so many operators that continue to do this. Do you think that Expedia is the only one having such a nice, I mean, nice, yes, uh, positive approach or let's say a kind of win-win approach to say guys you need to sell at the correct price to have I, a good experience I, I, I don't think I don't think we are uh, we are the only one um, but we are very vocal about it it's uh, you know when we when we meet on um, partners and they have low ratings before talking about performance we talk about customer experience this is just you know, the most important. But I, I hear that you know, our competitors are really you know, going, going into that as well. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it, for us, I think that there might be a difference you know, between a pure broker and an online travel agent as well, because we want the traveler to come back to us. And if, if a traveler has a bad experience with a car rental, it might not back, uh, come back to us, you know, for lodging, for air, for activities, etc. So, you know, I mean, we have much more to lose as well. And and the image of a brand, I mean, yeah, we don't want we we don't want that this bad experience is then, you know, saying that the customer is is not happy and he will just be bad mouthing about Expedia. That's 
that's not the aim. Okay, so now I understand effectively there might be a kind of different paradigm because you are covering all the, the, the elements of the mm -hmm. travel compared to a pure player that is doing just car. I don't want to cite any yeah, brands, but we but all know those big guys that I have the feeling that they really don't care mm -hmm. as long as I even, I've seen that some of the guys, some workers, they say, you can sell the price you want. And I've seen it this with my eyes on an invoice. No matter the price you are going to sell, you have to give me 20 euros or 25 euros minimum commission. Therefore, if you want to sell at 5 euros a week or 5 euros a day, I don't care. As long as you pay me something which will be based on 200, meaning 10%, 15%, whatever, and then that will come to the 25. Yeah. Uh, so... I think they are playing a kind of bad game, you know. So, guy, you can fight <laughs> in your own street as long as you pay me the minimum that I I, I need. Yeah, and, and to come back on the price, you know, I mean, the things, as, yeah, the thing as well is that if um, if you have a low price, you can't actually. It's it's a vicious circle because you have a low price and you have no money to invest in actually providing a better customer service. So. That is this this low price is just a lose for the current company, a lose for a traveler, and lose for us as intermediaries. It simply it simply doesn't work. No, with higher price, and obviously you have to take into consideration the willingness to pay of a of a, of a customer. That's normal, but yeah, this is where you have money that you can reinject in providing, making sure that you have the right processes. You know for the customer to have a good experience and no hidden charges and you know I mean, that's I, yeah for us it's it's a bit of a no-brainer but yeah you're right you know some some companies just see the short term and they see that they have 100 cars on the car park and they want to get them on the on the street yeah yeah and uh did you did you see that uh over the um the, the the last the recent years the recent pandemic that we have we have been through which was a big uh, something that we have never seen before we had some very specific um, problem I remember the volcano a couple of years ago in uh, the, the Iceland that nice. I cannot even remember the name of this uh, volcano that, that's now a long time ago actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, or any regular uh, crisis uh, political uh, social whatever in some countries um, still we have a pandemic that lengths for two three years. And really impact at Expedia. Did you see because you have a very particular look? Did you see any change in the way the customer have um, are is consuming now compared to what he, he, he was doing before? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's interesting to um, uh, to check. So in terms of behavior, you know, there was there's obviously the booking behavior. I mean, during the COVID. You know, all dropped to mm -hmm. zero, pretty much. Uh, I think that we've been actually lucky with the current product. It was it was really the product that bounced back the fastest. Uh, Expedia, you know, I mean, we are we have a big business in the US, and US didn't suffer as much, rebounded much much faster as well. Uh, I think that one thing that was totally unexpected to start with was this uh, the the, the the fact that prices were going to increase so much because of um, 
car manufacturers not being able to deliver the cars because of a chip you know, crisis. You, you wanted to say skyrocket, you can say it's yes. really like yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, they, they increased by more than 100%, mm. you know, but, but at the end, uh, you know, it's demand and, uh, and supply and there was, there was demand, there was very small supply and the supply was very expensive as well, you know, and, and but actually, you know, I mean, I, I talk every day with, uh, with the pandas, but, you know, today, buying cars is every day more and more expensive. So, and that's why, you know, if we come back to the low price, you know, I, how a model of low price can just survive if every day buying a car is more expensive. I think that, you know, in the US, we had cars that you could buy three years ago for $20,000, dollars Now they're at 36, you know, 36 plus thousand dollars. Same cars. It's also because they, they, in their model, they have the opportunity to sell this car on the used market much higher. Also, so some of the operators they don't really care how much money they can make on the rent, the pure rental for six or eight months, as long as they can make their margin back. As we know, this at-risk model compared to the buyback model. Yes. And um, yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, also, but it's very volatile as well. You know, I mean, yeah. the problem is that if a second-hand market, you can't control. Mm -hmm. No, because it's everything is basically in the hands of the car manufacturer anyway. Know, depending how much they produce. And this is really one big change that, as far as I understood from my partners, have changed you know, with the way that car manufacturers are now producing cars. They use those cars and then sell them to car, um, uh, to a car rental companies, but because they had them in stock. So they could actually you know, sell them for a good price, let's say. But now they actually shifted that to more producing on demand. So less stock, less availability, prices are going up. And they also, um, I would add that they are also producing, they have switched also their market segment and they are pushing more their direct sales compared to their third party, which was a low, I mean, we have to say that car rental is a low contribution segment for the car rental compared to their direct sales. It was yeah. less and less because now, you know, they, they are, from what I, again, from what I heard, you know, the, the rebate that the current companies were getting when buying cars are very small now. Absolutely. Yeah. And also because of this cheap issue, they were also um, producing cars with much more uh, added value, much more expensive car, because they are not, there is no reason if they have lack of supply uh, for the parts mm -hmm. to produce cars that you will sell for 10,000 when you can produce the same model with much more options at 15 or 20,000. That came also with, okay, you have less supply, so we are going to produce nicer car in brackets that are more expensive. Mm -hmm. I discussed with a, a client on ITB and they said that the, the same Fiat 500, there was like uh, um, three years ago was at 9,000 euros, now it's 13,000 euros. Yeah. Absolutely the same car. Yeah, we came back, yeah. 50% increase minimum. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, how did that impact do you think, the, have you seen that this price increase over the last two years, especially 22 and eventually 2021, has had an impact on the, I don't know, your number of research, of searches, the number of the conversion ratio? I don't want to enter into some confidential mm -hmm. data, but uh, did you did you see some something that have changed? People didn't want to pay so much or? Of course, of course. I mean, yeah, there's a willingness to pay. And, uh, and I mean, on our side, you know, I mean, we just sell, Majority, you know, we are selling retail. 
and and you know so it means that you know it's really the current companies that are controlling the price so uh, we discuss with them about the performance and uh, but this they yeah they, they could see at some point that they're probably going too high uh, uh, some some commercial company and the problem was during the pandemic as well that you couldn't renew your cars because you couldn't buy cars so you're actually having higher rates with older cars so again we come back to customer experience so willingness to pay was you know, when i guess when you pay when in the past you were paying 100 euro for a car and now you pay 200 euro for a same car you actually expect to have a better service that was not the case and you, you, you measure it, you monitor this, and you have seen that there was some grading or ranking in the notes, in the score that has been lower? Uh, yes, I mean, yes. On, on our main market in the US, uh, and I will not give any any names, but yeah, we, we have seen some of our partners that went probably over, uh, over, you know, the willingness to pay, and we had much more unsatisfied uh, customers, I would say. And, and yeah, their ratings dropped. And in Europe, did you see it also, or? Um, honestly, it's it's difficult to say. I, I I don't have I don't have enough data in mind. Okay. Me, yeah. So, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't see why it would be very different. No, I mean, it's uh, I think that on on price, the customer perception would be pretty universal. Universal. Uh, that's uh, yeah. What we have seen uh, in 2022 on the uh, on the yield apps is that we have a big increase. We are talking between plus 25 to plus 35 percent of cancel business, and it's difficult to say if this cancel business has been done to rebook to another operator with a cheaper price or if it has been lost totally because finally the guy did not want to pay 500 euros for a week in uh, in uh, in Valencia or uh, anywhere have you seen this kind of, of change also that people maybe they are securing their uh, their their rental they just want to make sure that they will have their five seaters with their family for uh, uh, Dubrovnik in, in in summer and finally um, they are still monitoring and if they can find something else, I don't know if they can with your uh, contractual conditions, are they able to cancel, to rebook in order to get a, a better deal? Uh, well, we don't, do, we don't do it for them, but they can. You know, I mean, if, uh, if, if, a, if a customer is, is buying, you know, is, is paying on a website, uh, a current tool, so, you know, in, in Croatia, let's say, uh, for two weeks, you know, for pickup in six months time, then he comes back to the website and he sees it cheaper later, then yeah, he can cancel it for free. He's got a refund and then he can make a new booking. These are the terms and conditions, you know, yeah, I think that majority of us now on the market, we have free cancellation up to 48 hours, you know, prior, prior pickup. That's amazing. We are recording now in an hotel in Berlin, 48 hours free cancellation. It's impossible. If you do this in this hotel, you will be charged 100%. Not, like I said, they will take one day as a penalty. They will charge you everything. Maybe if you do this modification a week or maybe two, eventually you will have a, 
a few penalty, maybe the first night or something. Mm -hmm. Why there is no cancellation and modification policy in the, in this business? Like we have in the, in air or in hotels. Yeah. That's amazing, no? It is amazing. Uh, I think that one thing that you have to keep in mind, and whether we like it or not, is that um, car rental is still a commodity in the travel. When when you when you travel, you know you need a you need a hotel where to stay. You need a flight if you have if you want to go far away, but you don't, you don't necessarily need a car rental. You know, for the for the whole stay. So it just you know it's it's the last thing that a customer think about it. And uh, I think that you know it's one of the reasons I, I would say you know that's the it is it is a different product. Yeah. And also in the air, you stay in the service. In the hotel, you stay in the service. In the car, you live with the service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which is as well, you know, something that uh, for for repeat customers, it's not a problem. But you know, when when you have uh, when you have uh, travelers that uh, that are renting a car only once a year or less than that, uh, they are always surprised about you know leaving a deposit. Uh, but yeah, you know, they have to think that we are asking them for a deposit. Well, we, the, the current companies are asking them for a deposit that may vary between 100 to 1,000 euros. Mm -hmm. uh, but they are going and driving with a car that is worth 20, 30, 40,000 euros. You know, and I, as you said, we only room here. You know, I mean, it would be a lot of damages, you know, to a room to go to this level. <laughs> And uh, um, did did you notice any any other change in the in the behavior of the of the customer? I don't know in terms of uh, shopping. I don't know if you if you if you monitor these kind of things, the number of queries before to arrive to a conversion, or was it finally the same over the last ten years? It didn't I, change that much. No, I I, I don't have I don't have this data, uh, but. What was interesting in all because we've been making you know, we are making surveys with uh, with um, customers every six months more or less which we call the travel travel value index uh, and we publish that every every six months uh, and we've done that during COVID at the end of COVID and and after um, uh, after COVID uh, and the change the big change of behavior was if you remember before COVID, and for all, pretty much all products, the criteria number one for buying is price. You want the cheapest, with good quality, but you want the cheapest. During the pandemic, criteria number one was actually free, cancel uh, yeah, free cancellation, Yes, in case the pandemic will come back on some uh, lockdowns course. or whatever. Of course, oh, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and the second one uh, was um, to make sure that they had a car that was clean, sanitized, etc. No, that was so the price were was actually suddenly coming to the third or fourth position. That was a really big change. And then one thing that we've seen is, uh, and we might talk about it later, you know, the contactless. So uh, we've seen an increase and we, we, we actually um, 
launched uh, a lot of opponents on what we call online check-in. So to reduce really the, uh, the waiting time at the counter, but as well, you know, meaning spending time with um, with uh, the agent at the at the counter. So reducing contact time, and even what we call uh, skip the counter, STC, you know, in our jargon, which uh, then is really go straight to the car. You know, you you provide all your documents to the current company prior your arrival, and then you get directed to the car. Uh, and these were actually high demands during the pandemic. Now, we had a recent, a more recent survey, I think it was delivered in uh, just earlier this year, I think it was in January, February, a survey that we made in, uh, in Q4 uh, 22, uh, and prices back on, on the top. No, they want, they want cheap. So it's almost back to normal. And uh, second is still free cancellation or, uh, you know, no, to, uh, to be able to amend, you know, as uh, with a uh, free of charge. Uh, so flexibility is, is a very, very important ask. And something that is for me extremely difficult is that those guys, if they want to have cheap as you said earlier you said no matter we like it or not the economics is that a car costs 200 euros a month on the cost side plus the staff um, station and various uh, company charge maybe you have to triple this so every car costs 600 euros a month so you like it or not as a rental uh, client below 140 euros a week or 200 euros a week in like shoulder or mid or, or summer season the operator will not make money out of it. Mm -hmm. So there is an economical value on this. If you buy it at 10 euros a day, the guys, they are not, uh, they are not uh, nappy, they are not uh, pissed off to spend an hour at the counter negotiated. And so therefore it will drop your quality ratio again. So if the of price course. is back, therefore, they come yeah. back to what they were before, they don't care. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they want the cheapest possible. But, you know, I mean, if all the prices anyway are, you know, higher, okay, they will go to the cheapest, but, you know, still at 150, right? What, what you need to avoid is that, you know, rates are going back again, you know, down to, and I think it's already the case, you know, I mean, some places where rates are already back to, you know, some just in low season to, very very low uh, crazy yeah so i <laughs> five I, yeah, ten it's crazy yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't understand you know i mean and again i i'm i'm more knowledgeable on the u.s market but you know we have we have this problem in florida for example where it's you know some of the rates are very low and and right now and during this itb you know we had some tough discussions with with opponents you know it's a you know it's 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 a question of rate because it's driving bad, bad customer experience. And I'm sure the answer is, is I cannot do anything else because my competitor is doing it on the other brokers. So I'm sorry, Mr. Expedia, but uh, I cannot do it. It's, it's always the fault of somebody it's, else. It, you know, it's, it's like, it's it never is. mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and, you're, and you're right. You know, I mean, uh, yes, you know, each of them are just throwing, throwing to, uh, to the other, you know, the stone. Say no, no, no! I did it because he did it, and I did it because he did it, etc. But you know, I mean, at the end again, 
nobody wins. So it's, it's not something that we accept uh, as an answer. Right? So we are working really hand in hand with our partners until, you know, I mean, at some point we might just not hold the hand anymore, meaning that you no, know, we would just stop working with them. They sort, out, they sort it out and then, okay, they can come back. But it's travel experience is the most important. Now, if, if we go to the, um, to the, um, the, the second topic regarding the, the techno, uh, you have touched it a little bit, talking about contactless. Um, did you see also recently, I mean, recently during the pandemic and now, some changes in the way the people are behaving? I don't know, maybe more mobile than the desktop. You have seen like a big switch. I'm not talking like a slight change, very a big change. I don't know bots. I don't know if you have any bots on your on your uh, on your Expedia platform. Uh, are they using to... it or, yeah, or we, it's we... like a kind of gimmick? Not. It's like peanuts. Nobody. No, uses no. It. We, we we have bots no, for uh, for customer service. Yes, but um, in in terms of technology. Um, We we had already. I, I don't know the share on uh, in Europe, you know, but but the mobile share in uh, in the US was already very high before pandemic, and it is still high, and we are we are trying to get it higher as well on our side, and it's more on the app side of thing because we know that. Uh, the the app customers are more loyal customers. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 They. It's. Yeah. It's much. It's much easier. You know. Easier to them. For them. You know. To just. They don't have to log in. You know. They're already logged. You know. In, with the app. Uh, so yeah. They are, they are definitely. Yeah. More loyal customers. So we put a lot of effort in uh, trying to provide a better mobile experience, whether it is app or mobile web. But yeah, it is important, and we have quite a big share of our, of our bookings for all lines of business that are, that are made through mobile now. Yeah. I can't tell you exactly. Uh, that's a big... Uh, okay. That's a continuous growth. Yes. And you invest a lot because you found that there is a better uh, loyalty. Conver is it a question of conversion also? It's just because simply the guy, they, they get used to it and now they, they have their app and they, they plan their entire vacation with it. I, or their trips totally. I, I don't... I don't, I don't have this. I don't have this data. Right. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, we yeah we know that there are more repeat customers. Yeah, for sure on uh, on mobile. That's a very good, very interesting point <laughs> for the for the for the business. Um, any other techno change you have noticed, or you are you see the market changing, or you are the uh, the evolution on the. No, if we come back to the contactless, you know, there was a bit of a hype, you know, during, uh, you know, during the pandemic, which now, you know, I think... So just continue. for the for the audience that will listen in the next 10 years, okay, the pandemic <laughs> was between 20, 2020 and 2022, uh, mostly to 2020 and 2021, 22 <laughs> yeah. was a recovery. So just, yeah. just so, to make so for the own new I, generation. I say, yeah, <laughs> uh, when you say recovery, you know, it depends as well, you know, on the markets, the Absolutely. countries, etc. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I think that contactless should, is still something that is important because uh, I believe, I don't have all the data, but you know, as a, as a customer, I think that this is a product that I would love. And when I had, you know, when I used it, I will come back to it just because it's faster. You just get out of your, of your plane you receive a message saying, okay, your car is ready. You just have to go there. You go there, you open the car with Bluetooth, in Bluetooth, and then you go. Mm-hmm. No friction. You know that everything you know has been paid, taken care of before, etc. It's just great experience. And when I talk with, a, with, a, with our partners, I feel, you know, I mean, they agree. And all the global partners are, have already a solution or, or working to make it better, etc. So, and we have a lot of more I would call them regional partners, but you know, are developing it or have it already. So it's yeah, it, it is something that that is really a very good product, and we are we as Expedia, we are investing in trying to make the customer experience when they book, you know, uh, better as well. It's it's a product that is that you need to educate as well the uh, the traveler on what's going to happen after. You know, you book it here, but you are going to be contacted by the current company so that you know you will you will provide you will have to provide them your driving license details so that all the rental agreement is, is ready and you know, so it's it's a lot of education work but uh, yeah it is working we have it, we have it all, uh, we have this option already with uh, i would say real skip the counter um, with 10 10 partners, 10 global partners and regional partners. So. Global partners, you mean a car rental for the entire world? Yes, I mean, I can name them, you know, I mean, what we have, you know, as global partners, that would be uh, Enterprise, Hertz, uh, Abyss Budget, okay. Yorkcount, Sixth, you know, that would be really the, mm-hmm. yeah, the big brands. And all of them yeah, have a solution or are working hard on it. Because for me, if I take my, uh, um, Again, I'm a revenue manager, so I always take and always come back to this revenue management uh, optimization uh, question. For sure, in terms of pure traveler, the experience would be great. However, if the guy does not show up, I have absolutely no possibilities to sell anything. So if my price is too low because of the bloody competition, I cannot recover the margin I've lost on the yeah. retail price, or let's say the car rental, but, the rental price versus all the ancillaries. Yeah. So how can I do? You have different options, and this is digitalization. So basically, when 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 the traveler is booking with us, it's step one: booking is made, we sent it, and then the car rental company enter in contact with a, with a traveler and then they can give them a link to either a website or mobile web, you know, so that they can go through all the process and nothing prevents them to try to sell them during this process as well, you know, some extras. Of course, but, and it will, it cannot be perceived as for sale as well, because this is what really is annoying the, the travelers at the counter is when in front of them you have an agent that is just you know spending five ten minutes to try to sell them an insurance product that they don't want and with some small or not current companies 
you know, they would not even let the car go before the customer has not paid an extra 25 euro per day. Absolutely. Because they are such a, retail, yes. a, a rental price that is too low that they have to compensate. So if I take exactly the opposite way, it might be a good way to eventually change these bloody retail price policies or retail price tactic that the guy, they sell it at five euros and they try to compensate with their ancillaries at the counter. Maybe they will not be able to do it. However, I think like Expedia or others, you will work with those, as you say, global players. But still, there is many independent companies. Sometimes mm -hmm. they are big and they are not small. Yeah, we have no, big no. guys and uh, they are... Uh, couple of thousands of cars I agree. and um, the investment for them in order to comply to this uh, let's say new standard or mm -hmm. that is pushing by Expedia can be significant it's if I don't see it as a new standard you know I mean we just want to be able to offer to the traveler any options that are available you know I mean uh, see see Expedia as you know as You know, it's a platform on which, you know, we want to allow as well our partners to sell the products that they want to push. You know, and if they, if, if our partners want to, and obviously if they make sense as well for a traveler, for, you know, the traveler experience. But yeah, if, if they have this product available, they want to offer it through our platform. We are happy to, uh, to deliver it. it. It's usually a more expensive a more expensive um, product as well because majority of the time it would include already some extra product or uh, you know just a, a better uh, insurance coverage or yeah this kind of thing so it will be it would be more expensive okay yes yeah, so in that case if we add this uh, this contactless product built with more add-ons therefore uh, we can really um, free the experience of uh, reduce the friction as you said at the counter that could be an opportunity effectively mm -hmm. um, for many brands that eventually are not distributing on Expedia like on, on other partners or other platforms uh, that might be uh, that might be difficult for them um, to compete and we see that there is so many different car rental companies that's unbelievable Yes, and yes. you have to select. So that reason why I do believe you work only with most of the big, uh, the big guys. Yeah, yeah. We have a selection. We have a section of partners, you know, and uh, so not only the global, you know, we have uh, we have a segmentation, but uh, you know, and we, but we are working with a lot of uh, regional uh, partners or partners that are only you know in one or two countries. Um, so yeah, it's just after that, you know, it's all connectivity etc you know it's uh, so it's difficult to onboard and and you you want supply but you don't want too much supply as well you, know, you, you have and this is where you would go into conversion you know because you know if if you if you actually lose the uh, the customer in the booking path where you know he's he uh, yeah, not able to make a choice then you actually lose him okay you know, so yeah i think it's a uh, Uh, I remember that one of the competitors years and years ago had, uh, you know, uh, made a few tests where, you know, offering only three partners or five partners or more, etc., you know, to try to find out, you know, what was what was actually, I would say, the best 
you know, the best solution in uh, in terms of conversion. But yeah, I would say that two or three is definitely not enough. Twenty is probably too uh, too much. If we, I think that, you know, what we see in the um, consumer goods with the retails like a big uh, uh, retailers. Uh, I'm French, so uh, Carrefour and Auchan and all those big guys, uh, Costco and stuff. They try to mix those brands from uh, the big uh, industrial factories. I don't know, Kellogg's, Mars, all these things, you know. But also they try to open their shelves to a local brand, a small guy that is uh, bringing his uh, eggs or whatever uh, in order to develop the local uh, business. Do you... Well, is there any opportunity and Expedia, for example, to say, okay, yes, we have the top five, six big players, but we always want to have two local guys. For sure, it will be more an headache for us because you are so big in terms of connectivity, in terms of uh, things like that, but to give the opportunity also for these guys to compete or at least to be seen. Because if they are not seen on Expedia with all the elements you are, you are uh, presenting, for them, it will be difficult. Is there any any thinking, any thought like this, like in the consumer good uh, business, or not really? Well, our aim is to try to respond to the customer, you know, expectations. Uh, now, it's 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 actually very difficult, and, and we come back to the connectivity as well. You know, I mean, yeah, we yeah we we need to handle you know all these connectivities as well, and you know, so if it is for only. A couple of cities in a in a country is going to be difficult. And can it be that, for example, um, you have big operating system like uh, Wales from Invensys in Greece, for example. The the, the this guy has a very strong um, uh, techno part. Could it be? And he's working a lot with independent. But for example, is these guys or Entwe by GPSoft? Those guys could have a kind of master connectivity with you, and then allowing that whenever you want to integrate a local guy. That could be pretty easy because you would have made the job already with those uh, operating systems, for example, instead of plugging each and one of the my, small guys. My answer is, I don't know for sure. I mean, yeah, we have a connectivity team that is working on uh, on this, and uh, uh, I don't know exactly how you know that's that's working. Uh, we have one. We are working with one connectivity uh, partner for API uh, so direct connect or uh, mm. but um, yeah they are actually handling all all of this you know for us as well so yeah, I don't know right. but okay. the way I see it you know it's pretty much one plug mm. for <laughs> I can imagine yes I don't realize the size uh, the inertia of, of Expedia because it's so huge that for me I'm a I'm a consultant or a software developer um, I mean, we do not fight in the same league, definitely. So I'm sure you have a lot of constraint. Um, any other elements you see in terms of uh, of techno, or um, um, in terms of new um, development? For example, I, last year I was in uh, the ICRS uh, show in Las Vegas, which is international car rental show, and I was astonished the size of Turo in US. Mm-hmm. which is a, a peer-to-peer business. Uh, but they were, it was like the, the big thing. And these guys are, are becoming bigger and bigger in US. I've been in contact with their uh, subsidiary in UK uh, in order to provide the red shop. 
how do you see this peer-to-peer? -peer? Is it uh, neglectable <laughs> because they are so small? Or yes, you pay attention to them or maybe you will integrate them into, we, into Expedia? We, we, we pay attention to them. You know, I, mean, uh, I think that uh, any, any kind of uh, mobility is interesting to, uh, uh, to look into. So peer-to-peer -peer or car-sharing is, is, uh, is interesting. Now it's uh, you know it's it's a matter of knowing how to integrate them, how to show them and display them to the um, uh, to the traveler because uh, this is not exactly the same product as um, uh, as a, as a current company. So it, yeah, it's not something that you can launch just just like that. But yeah, it, it is it is something that. Uh, we we are we are we are looking into yes and and we have you know to come back to a global partners but we have we have global partners that have some car sharing product uh, product as well in the in the portfolio uh, so it is it is something that yeah we we don't have to uh, we can't ignore it d'accord yeah. it's not yet that big enough to integrate them but you pay attention to this uh, to this development right, okay. Uh, because if we go back to the price issue, definitely with a guy that is uh, running his two car uh, out of his house or um, via this platform, uh, we drive Turo, uh, whatever, um, for sure it's a, it's a good deal compared yeah. to the regular car rental that are at the airport, yeah. a lot of cost structure, marketing stuff, etc. Yeah. Um, how do you see the... Um, I don't know if you have any any vision on the on the on the future. Maybe just personally, how do you see the evolution? Because after twenty five years of experience in the current world, from the 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 the, the, uh, the nice side, and then on the dark side, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, on the two sides, wh what is your um, what is simply your feeling about the development of this uh, mobility? Um, It's it's always a moving, you know. It, it, things are moving, you know, so fast. I think that you know the big thing right now are really uh, EVs or electric vehicles. Uh, we need. We we know that a lot of our partners bought them in fleet either because they have to. You know, they <laughs> That's are, right. They were forced they, by they, the car suppliers. They are, they are either by, uh, by either by the car suppliers and yes, I confirm. You know, it happens, or even by local laws like in France you know you need a minimum of x percent of uh, of uh, electrical vehicles or green vehicles you know in, in your fleet yeah. I, I read yes would, would be included but you know I I think that there will be more and more into uh, electric vehicles so this is this is something that you know is um, uh, is raising a lot of questions in terms of customer because you have you have a lot of customers that are uh, very hesitant to rent these cars. Uh, the only thing that we hear about them is, yeah, but you know, you can, you know, the range is very low. You know, if you, if you want to to drive across all, we are in Germany here. You know, I mean, Germany, you need to make one or two stops. You know, and uh, each time to wait for uh, a few hours, you know, to charge it up and then, you know, start again. And uh, uh, so there's, there are a lot of. Um, unknown and uh, and here you know it's more you know it's not 
I want to share in my my position, just to be clear, you know, it's not Expedia position, but my, posi my position on electric vehicles, you know, I just, I want to see whether, you know, it is really the, uh, uh, the solution for environment. I, I personally don't think it is, uh, because I don't necessarily think that producing them is, um, I think it's actually, there's a need of more energy to produce them, so it's more pollution. And let's see what happens in 10, 15, 20 years when all the batteries of the car today on the streets are dead. We need, we need just to accelerate on how to recycle them because we are going to make even, even more damage you know, to uh, our beautiful Earth. Mm. That's, you know, so I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm careful about electric vehicles. I think that, you know, in the short term, that's that's a good thing. I want to see what's what is going to bring in the mid long term. Uh, the Car Carlos Tavares, the CEO of Stellantis, was really clear since the beginning. He said, it, "We are crazy by improve uh, by increasing so much with so much pressure the electric vehicle." Exactly as you said. So uh, yes, yeah, yeah. We I think that you know as we say in French, I don't know you know, but we we are trying to run before we even know how to walk. And uh, you know, I mean, it just you know, it's not only the the uh, electrical infrastructure, you know, I mean, to charge up, you know, the power charge for, for the cars. Uh, you know, if if all the current companies were to uh, to get, you know, better on um, on their, um, uh, to have more electrical vehicles, then I think that electricity power in the airports would have to be multiplied by 10, which you know, is simply impossible. So how do you do that? I mm -hmm. don't know. And then the second thing, as I, as I was telling you, I, I just want to know and to understand better what we are going to do with all these big batteries when they're dead. Are we going to bury them somewhere? That's probably like not a great... Like the nuclear uh, waste, you know, after the nuclear, <laughs> we put it down yeah. into the earth, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, and, and again, you know, that's, that's a very personal feeling. Uh, and so short term, yes, long term, I have some doubt. Um, before we, 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 we close, I would like to ask more personal questions, I would say. Um, do you have in your, because you have a long experience now, any, uh, um, let's say, something that was a big failure, for example, and another one that was a big success. And then you can you can build this and say, what was your favorite failure on which you learned the most for the the young generation, maybe that is that are listening to uh, to us and uh, that you can capitalize. Say, oh yes, if I would have known it now, uh, I would do differently. Or um... wow. I'm not good for this kind of questions. I need to think about things usually. Uh. <laughs> there was something that that was a something that you regretted in your career, having done. Um, I I don't think. I mean, but yeah. I mean, here it's very very personal, you know. I mean, because it's really 
me as a, as a person, you know, Absolutely. I think Absolutely. <laughs> so we don't care about Expedia yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and it's not Expedia, not your car where, you know, I Absolutely. spent uh, all, all my you. career. Yeah. It's to give inspiration and to share what, uh, what could be beneficial for somebody else listening. Um, it's, so I'm, I'm definitely an introvert. So it's, it's difficult for me to actually voice things, you know, and so just don't be shy. Just don't be shy on sharing your point of view, you know, in the, you know, obviously repeating what others said. No, because it doesn't bring any value. But if you hear something or if you think that, you know, your point of view is needed because you have a very strong uh, uh, position on something, just don't hesitate you know, to, uh, to share your point of view. It's, I think that there's, there, are, there are no bad point of views. They are just different views. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's, it took me a long time to, uh, to understand that. You know, and, and I have to say that uh, moving from uh, a French company to an American company environment was, it took me about a year to adapt to it because you, you go then suddenly to a very flat organization so of course, yes, there's president, VPs, SVPs, etc. But at the end, you can share your views. You can just, you know, say things, and and you know that it's going. You know, people are going to listen to it. I mean, in the American environment, the American, compared yes. to the European, yes. let's say traditional or classic uh, yes. way. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and and it it took me a really long time to uh, you know to understand that to absorb that you know with. No, I don't know as well, you know, if it, it has to do with our French education system, which is not necessarily uh, helping for sharing a point of view. Uh, and then the tra- working, you know, so long in a, in a traditional uh, company. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, just don't hesitate. I think that everybody's point of view is important. So you mean that uh, you knew at that time that you felt something and you didn't dare sharing it but you, you you were feeling this internally right yeah, yeah it happened yes okay. yeah definitely and just you no know, i mean obviously you have to be diplomatic you know if uh, yeah. but yeah never hesitate there is a good way uh, uh, this process that we call um, non-violent communication you know on the when you we have a point of view to express instead let's say as you said without attacking people or being uh, rude or whatever using these um, four letters that we say I observe I have the feeling I need this and I ask you this therefore it's only I expressing without hurting anybody because that's my feeling so I'm you cannot disagree yeah. with me because it's the way I feel uh, yeah. and then has something say okay in that regard this is my point of view uh, and then we can start the yeah. debate yeah, exactly. No, I mean it's, uh, and you have to listen. You no, know, it's. I think that you no. Know, one thing as well on the top of what you said is, make sure that the person in front of you knows that you understood her point of view as well. So that it's actually reducing dramatically as well. You know, possible conflictual situation. Well, I understand you, and then okay, but please, and no but, never say but, and. Then okay, but I feel. The, or, and this is this is how I, I see things yeah. actually. Uh, 
one of uh, the, 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 the coach I've been using at Wheel, called uh, Philippe Moyen, said, that, um, said to me that we are 100% responsible for the relationship of the other with the other. I mean, it's not like together we have 50-50. No, the way I behave with you is 100% of my responsibility. Same for you, the way you behave right now with me is under your responsibility. I cannot have a control on that. Yeah. That's your decision. So yeah. as long as we understand there is not a fight, there is not a kind of imbalance, no. That's the way I behave. Yeah. And then I can do whatever. I can be rude. I can be super nice. That's my yeah. choice, in fact. Or if I, not my choice, but uh, yeah. I, can, I can make it. I can I, I have an influence. It, yeah, you see it very, uh, you know, very clearly in the, the different type of uh, management. And uh, we've, seen, we've seen a few, you know, even when we were at UAPCON together. But yeah, it's... Uh, How do you... Because uh, uh, you are close to 50 right now, to the 50s. No, are you already over? Are, are you? Uh, are so, you getting rude now? <laughs> <laughs> I am 52. Uh, you are 52, so yes. Um, how do you continue to learn? How do you try to be um, a better yourself? Uh, how do I try that? I'm not sure I am. Uh, I I think I mean as I was telling you you know I, I, uh, at the very start of uh, of this episode uh, for me what is driving me is not ambition uh, it just it's curiosity yeah I want to learn things and and I think that current company current environment is very good for that because I don't think that's a dull moment you know in in our in our business. Uh, so it's actually very easy, you know. I mean, I think that it's more on, on the professional uh, side where, you know, yeah, you... you I, I come back, you know, to what I just said, you know, just you know, don't hesitate to share your point of view, meaning that challenge things as well. You know, it's not because we've been doing this, you know, this way for five years or 10 years, etc., that we shouldn't actually try to try something else, you know. And, uh, and Expedia is a very, very good company for that, you know, where it's... Uh, It's a kind of you know a tensile learn and but and fail but you know just stand up and run again and you know it's uh, this is just a great company for that you know you're allowed to fail you know because you know if you never fail by the way it's because you know perhaps you don't do anything you don't try yeah, absolutely you don't try so so yeah you know it's uh, in the in the in the tech world on the Silicon Valley they used to say fail but fail fast yeah therefore you can learn and, and start again yes, yes. and uh, for me this uh, uh, you, know, you know we have in, in France what, what the, the US they said that the guys that invest are VC venture capitalists so um, in France we say capital risker mm -hmm. so it means risk you know one is adventure or kind yes. of a project the other one is oh mm -hmm. I may do something at risk I will not do it mm -hmm. so it's totally different angle mm -hmm. and as we have been working from a European company and then from a US company I'm sure you have this uh, yeah. this vision that is pretty refreshing in fact when you're on this test and learn fail yeah, fast yeah. Uh, yeah yeah exactly you know I mean and and I'm a strong believer of you know, I mean you can't learn if you don't fail I mean You, you always learn better from your failures because you, you will remember them. And you will say, okay, you know, I, mean, I failed because of that. I will not repeat that. So I find another solution. And you know what? I say that every day to my kids. <laughs> It's a, yeah. Do you, um, 
Um, do you listen to podcasts? Do you read particular type of books? Do you, I don't know, uh, do you participate to particular conferences or these kind of things in order to, um, to um, maybe share some advice that you have been inspired by um, some people, some, some uh, lectures, some uh, whatever? I mean, you know, I mean, I read, I read sometime, you know, I, for, for these kind of things, you know, I read sometimes, yeah, some books on management and, uh, and uh, it, it, it would be as well more, uh, uh, like, I mean, one thing that is very important is, I'll try to say it in English correctly, vulnerability, you know, just, and it is, it is very important. You know, you should never be afraid of, sh you know, showing to anyone else you you are vulnerable. It is, you know, it's just very very important. And and I'm this as well. I'm teaching it, you know, to my uh, to my kids, you know, to to you know to my team. You know, if you don't know something, you don't know it. That's okay. Just you know, try to get the answer, but don't be afraid of you know showing that. Yeah, you're not perfect. So and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a name of a book right now, but uh, uh, yeah, I I I do read, you know, some books you know, just to get better with that, you know. And so it's slightly psychology, uh, and uh, yeah, that would be on the professional side. Otherwise, podcasts are more on my uh, personal personal side, and uh, which yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we should share. Uh, um, do you, where we can follow you? Do you have any LinkedIn accounts or can we be in contact with you? Do you have any Instagram on things you are, I don't know, promoting any part, personal, whatever, you said things I'm, that you love? Or you something. said I'm 52. Uh, so. <laughs> TikTok, eventually. <laughs> Are you a, do you have I a am, fan of TikTok? So I am 52 uh, and uh, I don't like Facebook. Uh, I don't like Instagram. I don't like these kind of things. Uh, LinkedIn, that's all. Yeah, okay. find me on LinkedIn. Nicolas Lenoué. No, I, there are not many of them. Uh, so uh, yeah, only LinkedIn. Thank you very much for this time, uh, Nicolas. It was uh, super interesting and um, I know you have a super busy schedule with this ITB, so I really would like to to uh, to. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm super happy to have that exchange. Taking uh, more than an hour together out of the the crowd of the ITB fair, and then I know you have a a, a, a very important um, event, event now with uh, with the Expedia. So uh, I wish you a very good. Um, ITB, and hopefully it will continue the next years because we hope also uh, that it will be and. Um, Thank you again for your for your time and uh, and exchange. No, thank, thanks to you, Evelyn. You reached the end of the Revenue Machine podcast. I hope you enjoyed this moment of sharing ideas and tips. Give us a five star if you liked it. That's the only way to be seen in the Magma of podcast. You can also forward this podcast to two other people you love. Wheel Team is available to help car rental operators who are frustrated by the data they have and the data they would like to have. But also the one who wants to be guided along their revenue transformation process. Contact us. Bye-bye.